This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Ethan Lumen. Bold enough to share our hope. I want you to imagine being blind. Now, I'm not asking you to close your eyes. I know how dangerous that can be during a sermon. Just imagine, though, waking up one morning, not being able to see. Not being able to see your hand in front of your face or the people who live in your house. Not being able to see the walls or or the barriers or the doors that might stand in your way. Going out into a crowd and, and not knowing who or how many people are surrounding you. If any of them might be dangerous or or. Uh, unsafe, unaware of the environment fully in which you're entering. You can imagine how unsettling and anxious and, and nervous of a place that would be for us to be blind. I think 2020 has shown us that even if we can see can't see everything. We're still blind and, and we're uncertain and anxious and, and nervous as we look out into the future, as we wonder if this person or this place is safe to visit, safe to talk to, safe to touch. This uncertainty that starts to cloud our minds and take away our hope. Blindness True blindness is a lack of hope. It's at the heart of the human condition. And I think in our text today, we we find a man, although he cannot see, has a lot to teach us about hope. Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. I invite you, pull out your phone or your Bible app or whatever to follow along if you like. Uh, Mark chapter 10 uh, this, in this chapter of the scriptures, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to ultimately die on the cross. Uh, and now, he's already told his disciples on three separate occasions, and once in Mark 8, once in Mark 9, and once in Mark 10, that he's going to Jerusalem to die. Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about Peter you know, coming up beside him and saying, Jesus, you know, that's not really, that doesn't need to happen to you, but you're going to be great. You, know? you don't have to die. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You don't know what you're talking about. Right? So now the disciples, they've heard three times Jesus say, we're going to Jerusalem and I'm going to die. I'm going to be killed by the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees. And on the third day I'm going to be raised. You can imagine the level of uncertainty within them as they head to a town and they don't know what's going to happen. They've been told by this man that they've been following for three years, well, I'm going to die. This is all going to, everything you've known for the past three years is going to come to an end. And all the dreams that you, you have are going to, well... They're going to die. So as they walk on this uncertain road to Jerusalem, one of the pit stops is Jericho, along the way about 10 miles or so from Jerusalem. The next stop would be Bethany, where they'll grab a, uh, a donkey for Jesus to ride into Jerusalem for the triumphal entry for, uh, for Palm Sunday, right? What they find there is a group of people also getting ready to head for the Passover meal in Jerusalem. 
And, and there's a, like, almost like a parade that has, that has picked up around Jesus and the excitement. You can feel it. And there's a man uh, sitting there along the road named Bartimaeus. And, and he hears the excitement. And he hears the excitements about this man, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Bartimaeus has likely heard about this man. He knows Jesus and he knows what he's been doing. And, and he knows that he, he's got hope that this man can do something for him. So Bartimaeus, there in verse 46, after he hears it, 47, he, he begins to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, son of David, that means this, this man is, the, is the, the follower of King David, right? son of David, the one who will reign eternally. Um, and he says, he, he just starts shouting it out. He doesn't know where Jesus is. He's in a crowd. He doesn't know what Jesus looks like. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know how he's going to get there. He does everything he can, though, to try and draw Jesus' attention. He just starts shouting out. And all around him, there's people like, hey, man, just calm it down. Zip it. Actually, the Greek word there is seopao. And as, as I was reading, it's like, man, that word sounds like zip it. I can just imagine right, these people coming up to Bartimaeus and saying, hey, zip it, man. But Bartimaeus was bold enough to share the hope that he had even when he was unable to see the outcome. Of his faith. Are we bold enough to share our hope even when we're unable to see what lay in the future? Maybe we lose a job. Maybe a relationship falls apart. Maybe a loved one passes away unexpectedly and or comes down with, with cancer, whatever it is. We we have situations in our lives where we don't know what's going to happen. There's not many rays of hope shining through the windows of our houses. Those times, right? Like Pastor Tim talked about, we, we might wish. Maybe things could be different. You know, my, my children, they love wish poofs. I don't know if any, anyone else big on wish poofs. You know, they're like, Things that float through the air, uh, like the cotton seeds or something like that. Well, they'll they'll pick them up and then they'll blow them off. We tell them to make a wish. And the other day, my 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 two year old, he he grabbed one and and uh, he threw it on the ground. And he stomped on it. I said, that's you don't do that with your wishes. You don't let them go. So, but sometimes that's how we treat our hope in Jesus. Maybe things could be different, God. And that's about how boldly we pray. Maybe things could be different. Well, Bartimaeus, he was not going to be hindered by fear or anxiety. He's, he prayed boldly. Not to mention, he had people ridiculing him and pushing him down. And maybe you've experienced those people in your life saying, you know, we get it, You're, you follow Jesus, right? And You think everything's going to be perfect because you follow Jesus, but you, maybe you're going to try something else. Maybe you just need to zip it about the faith thing. I've heard enough. You know, you can trust in Jesus, fine, but keep that to yourself, Please. Maybe, God forbid, we've been those people to others. We've been the ones telling them that, well, maybe your dream's a little too crazy. Maybe your hopes are a little too high. Let's, let, let's temper that a little bit. Let's be a little more safe. Let's stay a little more comfortable. Maybe we've been the ones keeping others from being bold. Will we follow the example of our blind friend, Bartimaeus? unable to see, but fully able to share his hope. 
Well, he yells and he screams and he makes a scene and, and uh, well, Jesus sees it. Jesus hears his voice and, and he tells everyone, hey, call him to me. You know, the, <laughs> the thing about life is that you're crazy until you're not, right? Bartimaeus was crazy for standing over there screaming <laughs> until Jesus said, call him here. I think Matthew 11 says, wisdom is proved by her fruit. This man got to meet Jesus. And those people that were telling him to zip it now helped him to his feet. Led him on the way to Jesus. He springs up and he gets to Jesus and Jesus says this to him. What do you want me to do for you? What are you hoping for? Almost the same exact thing that he speaks, John chapter 1. The first words of Jesus in the Gospel of John, he turns around and sees a couple of men following him and he asks them, what are you seeking? What do you want? In the Old Testament as well, King David has a son named Solomon and Solomon becomes king and God visits him in a dream and he says, hey, Solomon, ask anything and I'll give it to you. And Solomon prays, God, I'm, I'm just a little boy. Even you charged me with leading this, this great nation. I need wisdom. God says, because you've asked for wisdom, I'll give you everything else too. There's another king, Ahaz. And Isaiah came to him, Isaiah chapter 7. And he says, hey, ask anything of the Lord, be it as high as the heavens or as deep as Sheol. And, and uh, Ahaz, when he hears this, he says, hey, I'm not going to put God to the test. I'm not going to ask for anything. That, no, not going to do that. Isaiah says, you're fool. You're so foolish. God, God would have given you anything you asked. You didn't ask for it, but he's still going to give you a sign. It's right there. He says, the virgin will give birth to a son. And his name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. Are we bold enough to share with Jesus what we're hoping for? You got something on your heart, in your mind. Something that you're wanting God to do for you. I'm certain of it. You know, one of, the, one of the most often used words in our prayers is just. Am I right? Lord, if you could just do this. Lord, just be with, Lord, just give this. What if we just took that just out? I want you to take a moment right now. Because we know that Jesus is with us. He's present with his people and you've taken the time out of your Sunday morning to be with him this morning. To be in God's house with Jesus. And Jesus is coming to you today. He's asking you this, the same question. What do you want me to do for you? What are you hoping for? Now, you have a mask on, right? People can't hear you anyway. People can't even see your mouth move. I want you to boldly share with Jesus right now what you're hoping he'll do. You know that the God who heard crazy blind man Bartimaeus called him near and asked him, he's asking us the same thing today. Bartimaeus shared by faith what he was hoping for. Lord, let me recover my sight. Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. We don't know what there was on the other side of Bartimaeus' path. We don't know how long he was blind. 
We don't know whether or not he had a family. We don't know anything about him. Maybe he uh, had projects that he uh, didn't get to see completed. Children he didn't get to see grow up. Who knows? But Jesus healed him. He said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And what did Bartimaeus do? It said that Bartimaeus, immediately he recovered his sight and followed Jesus on his way. He was bold enough to share his hope after he had received the very thing that he had asked for. I don't know about you, but there's been times where I've prayed. I've prayed for something, and then I might have even forgot what I prayed for. And then then my prayer is answered. And then I forget to give thanks. I forget to go back to God and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for, for doing this in my life. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for being present. Thank you for this opportunity. Whatever it is, do we go back? Are we bold enough to share with God and with others what God has done for us? See, Bartimaeus, he might not have known that Jesus was heading to Jerusalem. But Jesus was on the path to the cross. We, even though, even when we're healed, even when, we're, when we have prayers answered, we're still following Jesus to Jerusalem on the path to the cross because it is through death that Jesus leads us to life. It is through suffering that Jesus leads us to joy. It is through the pains of this world that we have hope in eternity. A few years ago, I... Uh, I went to a presentation on uh, addiction and the epidemic uh, of overdoses. Um, it's really sad that how many families and, and people have been impacted by such a terrible thing as the abuse of drugs. One woman stood up who, had, who was an addict and uh, had turned her life around and, and had now committed herself to helping other people in the same situation. What she said is, people, when they turn to substances, it might just be for, for an hour, a day, a, a week of, of relief from the pain and the and this sense of hopelessness and despair. That's ultimately what leads to addictions is a sense of hopelessness and despair. There's nowhere else to turn. There's, no, there's nothing to hold on to in this, in this chaotic life. So if we can get just a little bit of relief, that I know because I was there, she said. And she said, I've now made up my mission to turn people from dope dealers into hope dealers. That line stuck with me. I don't know if she was a Christian or not, but she recognized that what people need is not drugs, not anything that this world has to offer, but hope. Hope is what will see us through. And friends, you and I, We have hope. We've had prayers answered, haven't we? We know God. We know the plan that he has for eternal life in Jesus. We have hope. It's exactly what the world needs. There's only one place, one person in which they'll find it. 
The healing of Bartimaeus was one of Jesus' last miracles in the Gospel of Mark and how fitting a miracle it is, making the blind see. What makes the spiritually blind able to see is hope. Hope in the plan that Jesus has for us. Hope in the God who is bold enough to share his own life with us, to give his self for us. That even as he dies on the cross, we ourselves receive life forever. Now like Bartimaeus, we have the choice before us. Will we follow him on his way? Will we be bold enough to share the hope that we have within us? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.